I think that would be a mentorship. And, and I see this among women more than men. Mentorship is so key. A lot of times there's this, you know, default push to do things on our own, um, to not ask questions because we're smart. We've got a clear vision. You know, we don't want anyone to like get in the way. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Helen Berkowitz of Receipt Me. Helen, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to have you on. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Helen so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Helen is a retail tech executive and startup founder with a background in finance and international payment systems. She is passionate about technology with a human component. And in 2007, 2017, I'm sorry, Helen founded Receipt Me to create a digital retail experience focused on the customer experience. Helen, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Sure. So my story sort of got, um, sort of began through a very normal everyday occurrence. Um, my husband is uh, one of those guys who really does not like to buy himself things. So when he needs something, you know, I am being the nice wife that I am, volunteer to do that. Anyway, my husband needed a new pair of jeans. Uh, and like I said, he really doesn't like to buy himself some, you know, those types, those types of things. So I offered to go to the store and get him a pair of jeans, but I accidentally bought the wrong size. Something that happens to many of us probably on a daily basis. So I wanted to go and exchange off for the correct size, but I couldn't find the receipt. And as I was going through kind of digging around, like we all, you know, kind of have experienced, um, I couldn't find it anywhere. And other receipts from other purchases that I did have were either, you know, the ink was smudged or um, it was just illegible. And I sort of had that aha moment, that light bulb moment where I realized, you know, we're living in an age of incredible technologies from drones and robotics to, to all kinds of incredible, rich, deep tech solutions. And yet something as very, uh, you know, very common as buying a new pair of pants has remained kind of stagnant and old school. It hasn't really evolved. And it's a real pain point for consumers. We can't return or exchange things easily if we don't have the receipt. Um, so we lose money on the things that we've bought or, we, or we're stuck with things that we no longer wish to keep. And it's a real consumer pain point um, across all kinds of retail, whether it's clothing or pet supplies or you know whatever it is. And so I started looking into what the digital options were because it occurred to me if I've thought of a better way to do this digitally, clearly others have as well. And what I found were some digital solutions were better than others. Most of them either weren't really thinking bigger scale or, or they were doing things, um, they were issuing digital receipts in ways that were, that weren't really solving the pain point. Um, you know, they were sending receipts via email, which already crowds are already, you know, large crowded inboxes. Um, and I, I realized there could be a better way to do it. Um, I started my own company to put my plan into action and here we are. 
Nice. I definitely appreciate that. I love, you know, I, I think some of the, the the best ideas, I think sometimes we think that we have to like, you know, figure out, you know, how to, I don't know, cure whatever, you know, in order to, to be able to create, you know, some big, huge solution. But I, I love the heart of what you've been able to create, because I think that we forget that entrepreneurship is all about creating solutions to problems and pain points. Sometimes the pain points that we just assume, like, there's not a better way, but you actually drilled down and figured out, okay, this is how I do create something that does solve that pain point so that people can, you know, be able to, to, to have a way to find their receipts and all of those things. And I think those are the best ideas because it's something that we're doing on a regular basis and we just haven't found that solution for it, sounds like. Yeah, exactly, exactly so. And it's interesting because on the retailer side of things, you know, one could make the argument, you know, we're already so paperless or people are satisfied with emails. Why, why reinvent the wheel? But the thing is on the retailer side of things, they are investing millions in technologies that enhance and personalize the retail experience. So even though e-commerce is huge now, mobile, social commerce, all those things are happening, retailers are still spending money to bring customers into physical stores. And so there's this benefit of, of course, it helps the consumer going paperless, no emails, no text messages, but retailers benefit too, because it just helps increase ROI. It builds a better brand. It delights customers. So it, it really helps both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. And I think that's where, in, you know, really, you know, phenomenal um, inventions start to take off is when you create not just a win opportunity, but a win, win, win opportunity. And when you kind of see, you know, that synergy and how you can kind of make sure that that happens. And so I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper, hear a little bit more on how it works and how it serves the clients that you work with. Sure. So what Receipt Me is in essence is, a two, I call it like a two-pronged system. So on the one hand, we have, we've built an API that kind of piggybacks onto a retailer's point of sale system. Um, just real quick, I I'm not sure, assuming that some in your audience may not know what a point of sale system is. Yes, point of please. sale or POS is um, basically the computerized cash register. You know, they, the clerk will swipe your card or you'll do like a tap and pay solution, whatever it is. It's the computer system that accepts your payment for whatever it is you're buying. So our API, um, think of it like a, kind of like a software integration tool that sits on the point of sale. Once um, a transaction has been completed, regardless of payment, we call ourselves payment agnostic. So it's not really connected to any specific type of payment, whether it's you know credit, debit, cash, whatever it is. Um, our API kicks in, it captures the transaction record that would normally go from the point of sale to the receipt printer. And we disrupt that flow of traffic as it were, we capture that record and we route it to the shopper's smartphone. Uh, what we do is we, the way that we uniquely identify each shopper from another, think of if you if you have five customers in line, they can't all be getting the same receipt. So we, we do take the uh, shopper's mobile phone number, which is unique to them, and we send the digital transaction to their smartphone. Um, so that's one, that's our backend behind the scenes, high tech API, yada, yada. Um, on the front side of things, we've built a mobile application that consumers use to aggregate all of their digital receipts into one system. So I think all of us are probably familiar with, um, you know, let's say 50 retailers have 50 different apps. So rather than a consumer have to, having to use, you know, Walmart's app and Target's app and, you know, a million other apps, they're using one system that puts all of that into one place. So, that's, you know, in essence, what Receipt Me is. 
software and a mobile application kind of working hand in hand together. Yeah, and I absolutely appreciate you for breaking down you know, POS and, and, and the API aspect of it as well, too, because I, I love that. And, and I think the beauty of you know everything that you just described is it integrates into an already existing kind of flow. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, well, I have to do anything sometimes differently, you know, as a merchant or sometimes as a consumer, because you get that opportunity to have that sent to your um, your smartphone. And you can, of course, download the app to, to aggregate everything. But it also allows a retailer to be able to just kind of plug and play, for lack of a better term. And then you're right. able to continue to kind of go through that same process. Exactly. So there's no like heavy installation. There's no physical hardware involved. It's completely a simple software in integration tool it takes maybe about an hour to install mm-hmm. um, for the retailers, plus minus a few minutes. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. And you get that, uh, as you mentioned, that, that, that brand loyalty, that greater experience for the clients and customers, hopefully having them the opportunity to, to continue to kind of have people come back over and over again. So I absolutely appreciate that. And so I want to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce, and this could be for yourself personally or your business, but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I'm always, I've always been fascinated by technology that has some sort of human element. So um, I, I think like I like to think like a, like a customer, like a, like a shopper. I mean, I, I am one as well. That's how I got started that pair of jeans story as you are, as we all are. And so I think my secret sauce is thinking simplistically. Um, you know, I always joke that what's ex- most exciting in, in retail tech today are all these um, really incredibly um incredibly amazing experiences in terms of augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality, biometric payments, all these incredibly deep tech solutions. But at the end of the day, consumers really want simple things. I mean, when is, this is kind of a joke, that's not a joke, but when is the last time you were in a grocery store and saw a consumer holding their phone up to the cereal, to the cereal aisle to like visually, you know, to visualize how that might look in their pantry. No one does that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like, you know, I guess again, you know, our secret sauce is simple. What do people really want to make their lives more convenient, make things faster, cheaper? That's, that's what we're all about. Absolutely. I love that. And so uh, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, it's something, you know, again, rather simple and something that's like kind of, kind of ironic in the entrepreneurial world. There's this whole vibe that you have to constantly be on. You have to go, go, go. Um, you have to be on like working from 6am till, you know, midnight or whatever. Um, and for a long time, I, I also felt that I was influenced by that sort of, you know, constantly on never stop hustling attitude, you know, and that works for many. But for me, I find that I'm much more efficient if I force myself to take a break. Mm -hmm. It sounds kind of funny. It's not the most high-tech solution. But when I force myself to take a break, I come back refreshed. I come back with a new perspective and I can do my job better. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So that could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you happen to a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I think that would be mentorship. And and I see this among women more than men. Mentorship is so key. A lot of times there's this, you know, default push to do things on our own, um, to not ask questions because we're smart. We've got a clear vision. You know, we don't want anyone to like get in the way. But I, I think, you know, again, especially as women, we we seek mentorship. We, we want to 
bring, you know, surround ourselves with smarter people. And I'll speak of myself here. It's, it's a key part of who I am as a, a founder and as, you know, a person, a wife, a mother, a friend, whatever it is, um, surrounding myself with people who are smarter than I, who have different experiences than I. It's, I guess it's a more like lengthy way of just talking about diversity. Absolutely. And so I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Helen, what does being a CEO mean to you? Oh, gosh, uh, pressure's on. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's really about being the face of your company um, and answering to a lot, a hell of a lot more people than you thought. I think there's this like, concept of, oh, you're a CEO, you're the big shot, you're the star of it. But really, you're not. You answer to everyone else. You are everyone else is your boss in essence, because you're answering to customers, to investors, to the public. Um, you know, it's all out there. So when you're the face of the company, you are basically in service to everyone else. And that's something that I learned along the way. Uh, and something kind of surprising to me, you know, has been that sort of attitude. And it's been an eye opener. I love it. It's taught me a lot. And I like to share that with others as well. When you're the CEO, you're a lot more than a face and a name and a title. You serve everyone else. Yeah. And, and that's another one of those kind of counterintuitive things that you sometimes think that, you know, when you start something and you, you build it and grow it, I'm going to be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want and so on and so forth. But as you said, yeah, like really. especially, <laughs> right, especially as you start to scale and grow, you start to impact more and more people, more and more lives, and you have to answer to more and more people and you serve more and more people. So I think when you kind of understand that, um, it kind of puts those things in perspective on why you're doing what you're doing. But I think it's so important. I think even in the beginning to make sure that you do align and you are passionate about what it is that you do, because you don't want to create that op that um, title, so to speak, or that job, so to speak, where you don't really love what you do or have that passion and in, in service that you're um, ultimately providing. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Helen, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Sure. I, I see a, um, a lot of potential founders, let's call them people, who have all these great ideas. And I think we've all at some point, one point or another have thought, you know, I've seen a, a company or a business person launching something and we have the same idea. And we think why, you know, we kick ourselves in the butt thinking, why didn't we do that? Why didn't I try that? I've never wanted to be that person. I've always been afraid of being that person. So what I, I guess the message I, I would love to conclude with is if you are that person and, you know, you have an idea, you might think it's, you know, invaluable. Um, you may think it's stupid. You may be afraid. Fear is a big, uh, you know, concern, but it's also an incredible motivator. Um, so my core message is don't let that fear control you. Try, don't be afraid to try and fail. Seek help, seek mentorship. People, I feel like the higher you go up in your career, the more you're open to helping others because you know what it's been like. So don't let fear rule, try. The worst thing you could do is never try. So go for it, give it a shot. I totally open to speaking to others and, you know, hearing, hearing your pitch, hearing your, you know, your, your struggles, your challenges, always happy to help others. I've been in that boat too. Awesome. 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 And for people that want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to, to download the app and everything? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, well, the the, da- the our app right now is in demo mode because it needs mm-hmm. to be customized for every retailer and their unique customer needs, but definitely welcome to download that on both iOS and Android. Best way to reach out to me is either on LinkedIn or you can go to the website receipt.me and reach out there as well. And one of us will be happy to be in touch. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much again, Helen. We will have the links and information in the show notes. And I'm a big believer in sometimes we, we think the the pain of failure is the worst pain, but I, 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 like you believe the pain of regret is probably way worse than that. So I think trying and, and, and not going the way we want it to go. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, end up in really great things, but a lot of times we can learn from those lessons and it makes us better at the next venture and the next venture. We can learn so much for that. So I think the, the regret part is something that um, we all should kind of keep in mind when we're we have these ideas and we haven't done them. So I appreciate you for reminding us of that. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.